Welcome to Frontline Voices, a podcast by the Natural Resources Council of Maine. This year, NRCM Rising launched the Brookie Awards. This is a new program to honor six outstanding young environmental leaders in Maine. The inaugural group of Brookies gave talks about their work in June, and they shared the vision and values that motivate them. In this episode, you'll hear from Jordan Kendall-Parks, a 30-year-old artist, activist, and outdoor educator from Portland. Here's Jordan. When we hear the two words, climate change, it's easy to picture rising sea levels, natural disasters, local beach cleanups, polar bears nearing their extinction, and making sure that we sort our recycling properly. These examples and actions are familiar, even comfortable to us, as they're taught in schools, printed in textbooks, and showcased in ads across all of our digital platforms. I would not be embodying the word environmentalist if I didn't acknowledge how climate change most substantially impacts Black, Brown, and Indigenous folks first. Climate change incorporates deeper, darker forms in this sense. It is also human-powered climate oppression. I was two years old when I first learned that polar bears were floating on stranded icebergs, starved for food. I was 27 when I learned that the bones of black people were removed from an island within earshot of my parents' house in Harpswell. Having recently been working to dismantle the history lessons that I was taught in school, like racism ended when we won the Civil War, it was less surprising to me that as a society, we had worked to hide those truths than it was that there was actually once an island in Maine completely occupied by free Black people. Malaga Island, once a self-sustained community of mixed race and Black and white people, is located only 900 feet from the shores of Pittsburgh. During Maine's tourism boom and the desire to clean up the coastline, inhabitants of the island were not only forcibly evicted, but placed within the main school for the feeble-minded. In 1911, it was unheard of and appalling for mixed races of people to be living together collaboratively. It was also our great state priding itself on idealistic vacation-worthy coastlines who decided that this eradication would not be complete without also digging up the remains of 17 individuals, combining them into five caskets, and sending their bones to join the living at the main school for the feeble-minded. White people literally hid existences and experiences in order to contrive what we now think of as vacation land. We viewed and criticized the people of Malaga as being unwell while they tended the land, lived sustainably, responsibly, and happily. Now today, we might envy people living just as these sustainable farmers of Malaga did when we see their happy existences over social media. That is climate oppression, perpetuated continuously over decades as Maine still holds the title of being the whitest state. The white history of Maine was shaped by the uprooting and looting of indigenous lands and people. 
My art process led me to Maine's rugged coast and my curiosity led me to dig deeper, to understand my relationship with the land I was working on. Through my art process, I also became aware of the amount of waste that takes place in creating. Acrylic paint turns to plastic when dry. Drawing tools are made from multiple layers of plastic tubes. So I started aiming to develop an environmentally conscious practice using sustainable materials and having my art spark conversations around place, existence, and belonging. It was all of this that led me to want to put art outside, have it be interactive not only with visitors, but the natural world as well. The outdoor art shows that I curated were intended to remove art from our known context of pristine, sterile galleries and uproot the comfortable experience we have when we walk through their doors. People who were not going to the island to view art would inevitably happen upon it. People who went to the island to see art would find joy experiencing the trails. The art walk wandered through the landmark decaying buildings and the trees that have provided shade for hundreds of years. I wanted to change our entire art viewing experience and alter the conversation of where it could exist. I've been playing with this idea of finding not only my place, but also the most effective an appropriate place for my art to be seen. By placing it on an unexpected location, such as an uninhabited island, or on the luffing sails of boats on Casco Bay, I encourage people to adventure to find it. I had to decide that my art could live outside for months at a time, weathering storms, and people interacting with it. All of this furthered that conversation surrounding our understanding of existence and belonging. Non-white people need you to do the work to become anti-racist. This is a lot of work requiring self-reflection, acknowledgement of systemic racism, and the racist thoughts that each and every one of us encompass. After the recent murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Tony McDade and countless other black individuals who have been victims of police violence, there are seemingly more educational resources than ever before. Yet, books by black and brown authors are sold out across the country. And you're lucky if you can get your hands on a copy of How to Be an Anti-Racist. So we need to look further than the accessible and common ways of dismantling racism. Recognizing the ways environmental racism and oppression stifles us as a nation needs to be happening creatively. Right now, I'm standing on the traditional land of the Wabanaki Confederacy, also known as Portland, Maine. And I ask of you, the next time you move through the outdoors, have a picnic, take a drive, or go to bed at night, in the home you own, ask yourself, whose existence has been hidden for me to exist here now? And how can I uplift them? Thank you. Thank you for listening to NRCM's podcast, Frontline Voices. 
To learn more about Jordan's work, please visit brookieawards.org. Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Thanks for listening.